What's going on, everybody? This is Mac. And this is an opportunity for me to give you another Black business highlight. This is a chance for us to spotlight a Black business in the community and just try to keep the Black dollar in our community. So tonight, we're going to talk about the stuffed bird. That's right, the stuffed bird. Stuffed bird is changing the way you eat chicken. What makes a stuffed bird different? Well, let me go ahead and break this down for you. See, what they do is they take their signature sides inject them into their seasoned chicken wings. Yeah, you heard me right. They inject it right into the wings. So you get an explosion of flavor along with their seasoned chicken. And with the homemade size, they provide their customers with an experience they never had. So check them out. You can either order on DoorDash or you can go ahead and give them a call, 217-954-1962. Or hey, come on down to 104 North 4th, North 4th Street in Champaign, Illinois. Again, that's the stuffed bird. Come check them out. You'll enjoy it. Welcome to the Black Minds Matter podcast. I'm Mac, hanging with my man Rev, and this is a Now Production. Now we have another wonderful opportunity to speak some speak to someone who is well-informed on many things, but today we're gonna use her for one subject. But believe me, you will hear her voice again sometime soon. So, Brett, go ahead and talk to the people, man. What's on your mind? All right, today, uh, before we uh, introduce our esteemed guest, uh, somebody we've known for many, many years, uh, we're gonna talk about generational curses. Uh, We black people, we hear this a lot. Um, That term is thrown around time and time again generational curses. And we just want to discuss it a little bit and get not only a black men's perspective, but a black woman's perspective. So uh, before I even give the definition and all that, we're just going to introduce our guest. This is our friend, uh, somebody we went to school with, Upper Bound with a long time ago, uh, Grace Gibson. This is our sister. So Grace, what's up? How are you? I'm great. So glad to be in the in the house, so to speak. Um, thank you for inviting me on. I've, I've been actually following you guys and I'm like, so to get the call to be like, oh, we want you to come on. Yes, yes. So, <laughs> um, as you mentioned, Grace Gibson from Champaign, Illinois. So, you know, we got the connect there. Um, yes. In Richmond, Virginia currently right now working as an assistant professor at Virginia Commonwealth University in the Department of African-American Studies. Um, so I do work on, my research is on popular culture, particularly comics, graphic novels, representation, all that good stuff. I'm, a big nerd you know so um and especially you know talking about black folks and how we have contributed to so much so that's what i do all the time i love it it's great and um yeah that's that's a little bit about me awesome so um grace making everybody here look bad assistant professor at vcu god i'm just a meager teacher and athletic director uh, it's okay though we're gonna let her outshine us a little bit but that's super cool and we're gonna actually allow mac and Grace to nerd out a little bit on a comic book episode, but that's later on. That's probably in season two. We're going to let them nerd out. But right now we're yeah. going to keep it to uh, this generational curse topic. So um, the, the, the concept of generational curses, it, it's actually a religious slash biblical concept of, and, and that's either blessings or curses if you actually think about it. So it all starts back. You can go all biblically. You can go all the way back to Abraham. Abraham was blessed. He had a promise to God. Now, here's the thing. It is Women's History Month. We're recording this in March of 2021. It's Women's History Month, but I want you guys to understand something. That even though Abraham was blessed, 
he was actually only blessed through Sarah because when he had a child that was not with Sarah, that child was not blessed. So we're still getting the blessings through the women on that one. So I just want to throw that out there. That is a true statement. But anyway, mm-hmm. so if, there, if there are generational blessings, like with Abraham through Isaac, Jacob, you have Jacob and Esau, then you have the 12 tribes of Israel from there, there can also be curses. So one of the earliest curses is when in the Bible, and I'm about to put out this, I'm about to debunk a myth that the seed of Ham, if you guys can look it up on your own, the descendants of Ham are African people. That's us, the, the African people. And people think that Ham did something to his dad who was Noah and Noah cursed Ham. That's actually not true. The Bible says Noah cursed Ham's son. So Noah cursed his grandson for something that Ham did. That guy's name was Canaan. Look it up. It is in Genesis 9. You can start at verse 20, read through verse 25, and you're going to find the entire thing. So um, black people, by nature, we are not generationally cursed to be slaves or be in service to anybody. We got to put that out there real quick. But Mm -hmm. the concept of generational curse is when my father does something or my grandfather, whatever, they do something wrong and that curse is brought on me. It could be something with finances. It could be something in relationships. It could be something in any space. So just we'll we'll throw it to Mac first here. What do you think about generational curses? Have you heard about it? What's your thoughts on that thing, man? Oh, yeah, man. I know quite a bit about generational curses. And it's something that, as a youth, I saw within my family. So I saw some of the things my grandfather would do that I saw also in my father. And I did not want that to be within me or my sons or children, because, you know, it can pass to the ladies, too. So there is an issue of, you know, alcoholism within our family. And I know I, we had the alcohol episode. Y'all know I like to sip a little bit but I make sure not to allow that to take control. Yeah, some will say I'm playing with fire, but I know I don't want to be like that. I want to be the one that breaks that curse. I want to be the one to break all the curses, but that is one that I focus on because I can't allow alcohol to control my thinking, my actions, the things that I say, because a lot of that I've seen happen with, within my family where my dad has to prevent my grandfather from doing things to my grandmother or to other people around him, which a child shouldn't have to see fights like that. But then again, I also saw it within my own father where I had to step in for other situations like, man, I can tell that this, as you said before, Rev, this spirit had taken over him. I had to stop that. And I can't allow that to happen within me. And I definitely don't want that for my boys. Let me, so, let me, yeah. ask, you this. Let me ask you this about that before we bring Grace in. So is that, so? so some like scientists or doctors, whatever, they say alcoholism is hereditary. Um, so, so, you know, you've heard that and you say addiction is a disease and that's actually hereditary. So mm-hmm. I'm asking in that case, is that a curse or is that just learned behavior? See, that's where I was going to go next with that. Cause not all these things are actually generational curses. Some of them are just generational poor decision-making. Like just because you had a bad day at work, that is no reason for you to go home and crack that bottle and decide to crack your wife. That's terrible decision-making. And then the, your children are seeing that. And then they're going to take that as a learned action. And, you know, if I have a bad day, this is what dad did. Well, why can't I do it? No, no, no. That is not correct. Just because you had a poor example doesn't mean that you continue that example and, and you know, repeat it. So, Grace, or as I normally call you, Gracine, what do you think about that? 
Yeah, so I tend to lean towards this idea of sometimes it's not necessarily generational curses, but it's just long, you know, poor decisions continuously being made. And, and sometimes there are gaps in between. So sometimes you'll see where there's like a generation of folks who didn't make those decisions, but then somehow it resurfaces, it comes back. And so, you know, we have to consider that, is it learned behavior? Is it that it was always embedded and maybe it was just buried deep and then it just kind of came out? You know, these are all things, I think it's a combination of all of that. I think we have to factor in all those things because sometimes it is just simply poor decision-making and and then learn behavior that we see because when you see something you either choose to do it or you don't and if you choose to do it then it's about when do i stop doing it um so that it doesn't affect and impact people you know later down the road right right. it's about breaking that it's about breaking that cycle so one of so i will i will talk about a generational curse that i've heard in my family and that is of financial depravity just being broke but I'm like, man, that's not a generational <laughs> curse. That's because y'all ain't got no good jobs and y'all don't invest y'all money. And it, like, th- this is ignorance. So what ends up happening? And ignorance doesn't mean intelligence. It literally means the lack of knowledge. I don't know. That's what ignorance, the, the definition of ignorance, I don't know. So if grandma doesn't know anything about home ownership, then she don't teach mom and dad about home ownership. And then they don't teach me about home ownership. So I have to put myself in a different circle of people that knew about home ownership. One of my best friends is, is, this white, is this white lady. And she taught me about home ownership and now I bought a house. That wasn't a generational curse that people in my family couldn't buy a house, but they were giving credit to a curse that wasn't there. Oh, we're just in prosperity. No, we wasn't going to school. We wasn't investing our money and we weren't buying property and property is how you oftentimes build generational wealth, right? Mm-hmm. I do think we, we, give, we give these we give credence to something that's not there. But I have an interesting question. I'm gonna throw it to Grace real quick. I have an interesting question. So if like like it, the Bible talks about and 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 it's not just the Bible, but any old wise person would say, You're a great father or mother, not only if you leave something to your children, but your children's children. Right. So if we can leave those blessings, what do you think about either religiously, biblically or whatever about curses actually being passed? Like, do we believe those things still exist? I mean, I know we live under the grace covenant, which is hilarious. Right. We live under the grace. covenant. What do you think about generational curses biblically? Do they still exist? Ooh, that's a tough one. I mean, I think if. if hey, well, you're the professor. Hold on. I'm coming right at you today. You got to on that. You got to answer um i I think that if there is that belief in it yeah it carries on and you know from you know a biblical standpoint because a lot of people that it's embedded in them so deep that they that's all they know and so it's kind of like they and it's inherent that they're going to feel that way and that this you know or they're going to believe that the spirit is leading them when it may not have nothing to do you know with the uh with the spirit um so yeah i mean I, i definitely feel like some people it carries on because it's deeply you know embedded in but then at the same time i feel like some people make that as an excuse to not want to change like they they carry on well we're just cursed so that's why i don't i'm not better no you you know that's a crutch don't don't use that as a crutch you know you know like you can do better do you want to do better and if you want to do better how do you want to do better you know, it all goes back to like those choices. So, 
Yeah, yeah I, I think so. It, when you said something interesting, and I'll ask Mac about this, you said how to do better. A lot of times, we don't really know how. Again, I was not in a circle. I'm just using my, my family as an example. You know, I'm, I'm open. I wasn't in a circle around anybody that knew about home ownership. I actually had to put myself in a different in a different circle. So a lot of that. So if there are generational curses, Mac, what do you think? Are they forever? Can they be broken? What, like, what do you think of those, of those things? No, they are not forever. See, the thing is, there has to be somebody within the cycle of the family curse, whatever you guys want to call it. Someone has to decide to break it and then replace it with something better. Come on, guys. We cannot continue this cycle of doing the wrong thing over and over. You need to be the one to stop it, and you need to be strong enough to stop it, but you don't have to do it alone. There are plenty of different ways to figure out how to do this. Uh, of course, counseling is a part of it, but there are steps to do before you get to counseling. You need to take some time to do some inventory within yourself. So I've read that you're supposed to do something like, you know, do your own little um, tree, basically, like a, a family tree, and you go back as far as three generations, as far as you can go. So, you know, your parents, your grandparents, and if possible, your great-grandparents. Talk to your family and find out some information about them so you can see how things have been playing out over and over throughout your family and how to stop it. So there's the opportunity to learn about your family, which is always awesome, and then opportunity to learn how to be a better self, a better version of you. So you need to take some time to figure out these things. Once you figure this out, of course, it's going to be a little moment of depression because you figure out, man, we kind of screwed up. I mean, but within that, there's an opportunity for growth. So don't get discouraged once you figure out that your problem with procrastination has continued for the past four generations. Well, right. now it's time to stop it. Now it's time to make a change. And it's going to require you to make some different decisions about your life. Again, it's all about your choices. So, and when you know better, that. do better, right? When you exactly. know better, do better, yeah. And with that, speak to those within your circle about the issues you're talking about or the issues you're finding out about yourself so that they can understand the habits and the things that you do. You're learning it stems from something else. So they can also be there to support you as you're going through this change, as you're trying to break a generational curse. Now, keep in mind, this is generational. This is not going to be an easy thing. You're not going to chop down a tree that's been standing for thousands of years with a couple swings. Didn't somebody else tell us that? Yes, sir. But, you know, we need to work on that and figure out how to break the curse and take some time to do some inventory on yourself, meditate, go talk to a counselor, figure out what you need to do. I suggest finding somebody professional. Don't just do it on your own and see how you can break this curse. So what do you great. think about that, Doc? So, so, yeah, Grace, I wanted to get your opinion on that. Like, what do you think about that? And, and have you had any things that were taught or you saw generations over generation in your family, great grandma, grandma, mama. And then that you're like, no, like that is not happening here with the Gibsons from me forward. What do you, what do you have? So I'm going to get to that and I'm going to just make this statement. So it makes me think about when I was writing my dissertation, my chair used to tell me this is a marathon, not a sprint. And I think so often we are trying to sprint to the end and it's like, no, no, take your time, honey. You got to yeah. Go. We're looking for that quick fix. It's not going to be quick. Exactly. So yes, with speaking of the generation, so, you know, a lot of folks in my family used to not want to talk about things 
they say, oh, we're not going to talk about that. That that happened 10 years ago. That happened mm. 20 years ago. You know, that's just how he is, or that's just how she is. Mm. Not realizing that because of hiding this information, we're not solving anything, or we might be further hindering, you know, um, Black folks tend to keep things secret. We don't like to air our dirty laundry. Mm -hmm. It's actually the opposite. We, we, we need to air the laundry. But otherwise, it's going to continue to stink. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Absolutely. I, swear she, I swear she was with her on our Dr. Moloch uh, episode, huh? Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. That's the same thing. That's the same thing we, we talked about in previous episode. Please continue. Go ahead. Yeah, so it's like, you know, secrets are not, you know, we have to even dispel the secrets, dispel the myths. Because secrets don't help us. Because usually what happens is, is when, when they do come out, it's at the time, the worst time when we could have easily avoided and it explodes. And so when we just come to, you know, face it, it's going to be hard. It's not going to be easy at any moment. It could be just, you know, it's just love, the level of difficulty of how you deal with it. We can make it so that it's like, all right, I got to understand this might be a little pain, temporary, or either it's like detrimental, fatal, and mm -hmm. could have been easily avoided. So, um, yeah, I think the secrets for me, you know, the not wanting to um, open up, feeling like we, we you know, um, a, my, sometimes my family didn't think therapy was, you know, what was needed. And I'm like, I love therapy. I'm, I, I have a, a, a therapist. I love being able to talk and talk things out and get that out. It, it's needed, you know, but we so often we were shied away from like, Black people don't need therapy. We good. Read the Bible, honey. You'll be all right. And, and granted, yes, I read the Bible and I'm very much, you know, I feel like God is going to definitely see over me. But I just want to add a little bit more help to that. Just want to add, you know, so, yeah. Absolutely. Right. You said something there that was very, um, like, poignant. When you said um, that it's going to be uncomfortable in the beginning. Like, it's not going to be easy, but you have to do it anyway. Okay. So it, it sounded like to me, and I don't want to put words in your mouth. It sounded like to me that a lot of people in your family were trying to be peacekeepers. Am I correct? Just keep the peace. Okay. But do you know, biblically, Jesus told us to be peacemakers and not peacekeepers. And there's a difference between making peace and keeping peace. Okay. I'll explain it. Be keeping peace is let's just deal with it. Like keep it quiet so everybody can keep the peace that we have. But we actually have to make peace, peace within ourselves. The Bible says in Matthew 5, 9, blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the sons of God. Not peacekeepers, peacemakers, those people that make peace. And sometimes you got to destroy the peace in order to make the peace. You, instead of just keeping things silent and under wraps, you got to sort of ruffle some feathers so you can actually get to the root of the problem. Mac, what so so I know you talked about alcoholism and, and breaking that with your breaking that with your kids, but do you see generational curses in friends perhaps where like, man, I saw my boy's dad do that or his granddad and now I see him. Like how do you how do you see other people and if so how do you talk to them about that? Man, like you going down the same path your pops did. See now I've seen some of that and Fortunately for me, a lot of the guys in my circle have seen that within themselves. The other thing that happens is you take that angle in the opposite direction. Because dad was always so angry, I'm going to be cool, calm, and collected. Because he used to always do this, I'm going to do that because I don't want to follow that example. And to a degree, sometimes you can go too far. Like there were some good things about my boy's dad. Like, hey, man, I know your dad did some rough stuff while we were younger, but he was right here. He may not have displayed it the correct way, but the way he was trying to go about it, I mean, no, I don't want to say the way, 
But his end goal was a good goal to shoot for. He just took the horrible path to get there. So there are certain things you can take from it. Take all the example and pull the good from it and get rid of all the bad stuff. Get rid of all that waste because you don't need that in your life. But the delight that was within it, grab a hold of that and see how you can use that within your life. Um, besides that, yeah, I, I can't really speak for the other side because I don't have those type of people around. Me. Not saying that there's not those people within the community. I just don't hang with them. You know, I don't keep that negativity around me. Does that make sense? No, it makes perfect sense. Grace, what do you, what do, you do? Like when he was talking about negativity. So I think we have to, people talk about energies. So you got to get that negative energy off you. And sometimes you got to maybe separate from your family a little bit because they tripping and they keep on and, and they'll hate on you for trying to be great. It is, it is a dream and a wish that my family is just going to support every big move I do. And some people like, yeah, go ahead with your little degree or whatever. Like, no, come on now. This isn't a little deal. This is a big deal because I'm the only one in here with one of these. So how do you like, how do you balance loving your family, loving your loved ones, but not letting the, the negativity from generations of, of failures past falling on you? Like, how do you deal with that? So, you know, sometimes you just have to have the hard conversation and then accept and or not necessarily accept, but be at peace with yourself. Like we were saying earlier, like I've had to have the conversations with family members of things they said or did that I didn't like or didn't appreciate or, or felt like it was, you know, not supportive. And however way, you know, whether I wrote a letter, whether I called them up, for me, it was about, let me have this conversation and whatever happens after that happens. But at least I have done what I could do. I did my part. I can't control what the other person is going to do. And, I, and I'm good with that. And that's the other thing is like being good with the decision that you made. Because otherwise, if you still, you know, hang on to it, you, you're not good with it. You're still mm -hmm. carrying it over, carrying it over. And so um, it, it's, it's really about accepting and making peace with the decisions and the choices that you make and being like, I'm all right with that. I'm good with that. Maybe you might not talk to me for a couple of years. Maybe you might, you know, say like, oh, I don't know what's wrong with her. You talk to somebody else about me, but guess what? I'm going to continue to live my life. Absolutely. I can't let you, your negativity affect my good, positive journey that I'm on. Absolutely. And a lot of times when you try to better yourself and every black person has experiences, you try to better yourself and other people get mad at you for trying to better yourself. So what yeah, you think you better than me now? Well, well I'm just improving. Cause why has got to do anything with you, man? Right, just because right, I'm right. trying to push myself up doesn't mean I'm pushing you down. Right, right, Come right. On, you know what? That, that's that's that um that's that negativity, and that's what people are projecting. So um, Mac, like, have you what what has been your experience? Have you tried to like? Cause you, hey, we know you was a wild boy. You was a mm -hmm. wild boy. So now that you're trying to break that wild boy, well, that not to try and you've done it, right? You you a wild boy, yeah. you're a distinguished man. When you were breaking that and you were getting into your God, man, like, and, and you're like, I'm not going to be this wild person because this stops here. Like, I'm not passing this to my two sons. What angst have you met? Have you seen anything from family, from friends? I mean, you know, you didn't get it from me, but like, did you, did you get any heat from people saying, oh man, you square, you this or you that, you whack. Did I just say square like it's 1975? But you, you did know, say man. square, man. My goodness. How old are you? I know, I know you was younger. I'm pretty sure. All right. Well, uh, for your question. Go ahead. Answer the question, man. Answer the question. <laughs> I'm 
ever remember saying square. Like, yeah, I know. Nah, forgive me, y'all. Forgive me. Hey, I'm a, no, I'm a historian, so <laughs> I'm just going to use that as an excuse, and I was thinking of history. I mean, so, my goodness. Shut up. Welcome Go ahead, from man. the 1970s. All right. So, um, yeah, in my squareness now, I have been asked, like, you know, for one thing I've done that people notice often, I think I've mentioned that on this podcast, that I used to be an aficionado, I mean, an artist with the foul language. And I don't say words like that anymore. I promise y'all, I could weave you a tapestry of words and you wouldn't believe it, it was beautiful. But I can't speak like that because that's not who I want to be. That's not the influence I want to have on those around me. I don't want my kids to know that dad cusses like a sailor. They can know that dad used to cuss like a sailor, past tense, but you can see that there was growth within dad. And, you know, there's actually a story my wife brings up often. Um, So I kind of started this path right before I met her. So I was in the process of weaning myself from certain words. And, you know, I work construction. So there was a lot of times where those words were still flying. I just didn't use them outside of the job site. So she got to meet some of the guys I work with maybe a year or two after I really got into the trade. And they were like, man, and things have been different ever since you stopped cussing. She was like, stopped. He used to cuss. They were like, yeah, he used to say a, a word every other. Right. right. <laughs> so it was a surprise to her because I didn't want her to see that side of me. That's not who I want to be in her eyes. And I don't want to be that way in my daughter's eyes and my son's eyes. I don't want y'all to see me like that. There was something I read in James where you can't be a fount of clean or fresh water and salt water at the same time. So you need to decide what you're going to be. And I want to be that clean, that fresh water, mm-hmm. that water that's going to bring life. I don't want to continue to spit out curses. I don't want to be dampering your life and your growth because of things I got to say. That doesn't mean that people who do use this language are evil or wrong. Man, no, do your thing, live your life. This is just choices I made. Don't take what I'm doing as a, as a um, I'm not trying to say anything bad about you, okay? Please, let your word fly. Uh, maybe I might use you to get some of my feelings off that I can't say no more. So, you know, <laughs> do your thing, young man or, or young lady. Makes sense. So, um, yeah, yeah, that's, that's where I can go with that. Uh, other decisions I made, you know, I used to be, uh, well, I Let's used just to be. Just say it, uh, but that's Black Vine Podcast. Yeah. I know what you're thinking. Hey, I he was used to get high, y'all. He used to smoke weed. Man, I'm just going to say it. I, like, forget that, man. No. Hey, we just going to be airing out all my laundry. We talking about you today, cuz. This dude used to smoke. Yeah, yeah. And I was good at it. I was a, a craftsman. But, uh. <laughs> he tried to I, hide it from the people. Come on, man. I invented a few things that I can't really talk about no more, man. I'm telling you, there was different ways of doing this. You got to be inventive when you ain't got a lot. So, whatever. Um. But yeah, again, I wanted to have more control of my facilities. I want to have more control over my mind. I want to have more control over the things that are going on instead of waking up the next day and totally forgetting, like, man, we did what? Or, you know, there was plenty of other things going on. Now, again, I'm not saying nothing bad about those who do, because I feel like when I get to a position down the line where I don't feel like it's, it's I don't want to be a bad influence on those around me. So I want you to grow up, do your thing. And maybe dad might consider it later on. But right now, that is not in my life. That is hey, not where I want to be. 
<laughs> right. Yeah. I, I ain't say it's gone. I might circle back around to that, but right now that's not where I want to be. So, so, so Grace, I wanted, to ask you, I wanted to ask you something real quick. Um, you said something earlier about like, you know, listening to like the people, you know, from, from your family and stuff. So I was always taught that actually the best mistakes are the ones that you learn from other people. So you don't make them right. Like, I'm just not, I'm not going to do that because, because you did that. Um, are there situations to where, or, or what do you not better question? What do you think about, you know, we all know some bitter people. We know, all know some people that you can really see the generational curse from them. What do you think of the concept of like talking to those people, figuring out, you know, they're mad at the world and everything, and then just making that decision within yourself to stop here. So I'm asking about maybe not always separating from your family or those people, but at least drawing from them and saying, I'm going to be better than that. Yeah. I mean, so, okay. Re give me the question again. So I make sure I, I answer the question, right. I want to get your opinion on maybe grabbing the negativity from somebody and just saying the negativity that they're giving me is good because I know what not to do. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it helps me learn how to be a better person after seeing what they did, what they're doing so that I don't repeat that. So it's kind of like, you know, not repeating the cycle. Um, also looking to see like, wow, I could have been there. I could have went down that road, but I didn't. And, and thank goodness I didn't. And so it's like, those are lessons learned. So instead of just dismissing negativity all out the way, it can be a teaching, a teaching, a teachable moment, a teaching tool um, to say, Ooh, that wasn't me. I'm not there, you know, mm -hmm. and uh, I'm, I'm moving forward and thank God that I did. And, um, and how do I make sure that I don't go back, you know, to that? Cause if I'm continuing to see some of their patterns, I can go back and say, okay, I see that they're still doing this, but I don't do that anymore. Or I may do that, but not as much. So I'm getting better from, you know, separating myself from that negativity. That makes, that makes so much sense. Like, like learning from other people's mistakes and seeing, and seeing them. Um, so we're, we're about to wrap up here in a, here in a couple minutes. Um, just wanted to like, so we, we're, we know the generational curse is just, you know, it, it sounds like we're all agreeing that it's more or less learned behavior from generations past and people are saying it's generational curses. So Grace, I want to ask you, cause we've done an episode on mentoring and trying to pour into other people. Um, what do you do to help younger people who you see might need some help? And you like, man, I know they're not getting any instruction at home. I mean, you're in, you're in education, like you, you know these people need some help. So what do you do to try to help people break generational curses that have nothing to do with you or your family? Yeah, so, I mean, I, I give myself, I say, hey, look, hit me up, call me, email me. I'm gonna be here, let's meet up. Please know that you can reach out to me because the same people who did that for me, I want to do that for somebody else. And so I, and I'm genuine with it. I'm not just saying, oh, call me and then I don't answer, you know? Um, so for me, it's like reaching out, offering my service, offering my time. You know, those are all things that I'm like, yep, this is what I can do. And I know my limits. Like I also don't try to overextend myself when I know if I can't do it, I can't do it. And I don't want to make promises, you know, um, that I can't keep. So it, it's really about giving of the time that I can, being invested in it, you know, um, reaching out when I can and being genuine, you know, that that's really when, it, when it's all said and done, that's how I want to give back and that's how I, I do give back. Awesome. Well, well, thank you for that. So we're about to wrap up here. Before we do, we got to let you shine a little bit. You got a lot of things going on. Heard you got a mm -hmm. website. Unfortunately, I heard you got a website and I haven't listened. I mean, I haven't watched the website. I haven't got to it. But me yeah. and Matt will have a post show 
argument because he's been so grace tell us where people can find you on instagram or all your social medias and what you're doing in this big beautiful world yes so you can find me on instagram love jones 20 you can find me on twitter g breezy 20 um you can find me on my uh website blackfuturefeminist.com that's blackfuturefeminist.com you can also catch me on a um twice a month podcast called conversations with beloved and kindred where we talk about tv shows and films from black feminist imagination um our last episode was on harlem nights definitely check that out yeah our conversation on hbo's lovecraft country and um after that we'll be talking about several other shows so it's a colleague of mine we just geek out about the shows talk about them break them down and you know, in this kind of like girl talk manner. Yeah, I gotta do. Did you do America one on the? I'm sorry. I gotta do coming to America part two because it's coming out soon. Yeah, so we got coming to America on the list, and we got uh, Queen Latifah's The Equalizer because that's you know I used to watch The Equalizer when it was like the original one, not the Denzel Washington movie, but the original Equalizer that came on TV. See, this is showing our age right here. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh huh. <laughs> Definitely coming to America, which I'm so looking forward to watching tomorrow. Uh, so yeah, we 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 cover all of those because we want to bring in this you know black feminist imagination lens about how black folks we do a lot of great things and we have been and we continue to, and so we just want to shine, put that highlight out there. Speaking of black folks doing a lot of great things, you also did one on that show um, See You Yesterday that's on Netflix. Right. That was a good one. I started watching that and I had to stop. Like, hey, my wife got to see this. I mean, I wish I could show it to the kids. There's some, some language in there, y'all, that they can't see right now. I didn't watch in it. In some situations. Yeah, it's, I it's, didn't a, watch it's it. a good story. I, I, didn't, I didn't hear about it or nothing. Yeah, I was yeah. going to tell you about yeah, see, anyway. See, on the, see, um, see, see, there's decision in the ranks, man. man. Mac tripping. <laughs> anyway, we're going to wrap there. This has been another chapter of the Black Minds Matter podcast. Um, we appreciate you guys. Be good and be well. Peace. Yeah. What's up, everybody? This is Mac. You just listened to another chapter of the Black Minds Matter podcast. If you like what we're doing here, please subscribe, rate, and review. Any comments or questions, we want you to send it to our email, denial.est1981 at gmail.com. Check us out on IG, also at denial.est1981. Peace, love. We out.